This show is sponsored by This Could Be Your Name, the writer of This Could Be Your Book. Contact us to find out more about sponsoring an episode. The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello erotica connoisseurs, I'm Natalia, and this is All the Filthy Details, the Erotica Communities Podcast. We have quite a show for you today. We were going to start with the next chapter of the highly anticipated Infidelity Diaries, now written by Samantha Tang. Next, we have an interview with another star recommendation winning author, Anna Loris. We have three erotic book reviews in our usual segment, Filth, plus more. Okay, let's get started. We have plenty to get through. Previously on the Infidelity Diaries. What happened to your face, Darren? Mark Collins hit me in the face after I tried to defuse an argument between Leah and Lynn Collins. Cautiously, I moved toward the door to investigate the cause of the commotion. It was beginning to feel like too many people had eyes on Darren. You don't understand the gravity of the situation. I am much less dangerous than the true enemy. The feeling of being watched felt deafening. Like a dog whistle only canines can hear. Cruelly, I teased him with my fingers as I sunk my mouth into his base. I'm guessing you may know who this is, but what you don't know is Leah is involved with this man. Be very careful. The Infidelity Diaries. Listener discretion is advised. Chapter 7. I looked back in the rearview mirror and saw the city getting smaller behind me. I breathed a sigh of relief and turned my attention back to the road ahead of me, my foot gently pushing down on the gas pedal. I had an appointment at the hair salon that was quite far away. I purposely made an appointment with this salon so that I could get out of town and hopefully clear my head. After a bit of driving, I found myself near the area where our weekend retreat would be. I took a walk through the area just to get a feel of the atmosphere. And around lunchtime, I walked into a local coffee shop to get some lunch. I was seated at a table with food in front of me when something caught my attention. The TV in the corner of the shop was showing the local news. They were running a story about a man who looked very familiar. It didn't take me long to remember where I had seen that face before. This was the same person the stalker had referenced in that snap concerning Leah. I started to get concerned. Who is this stalker 
And how are they connected to this guy on the news and me? An employee drew closer to me as he swept the floor near me. So I asked him, Excuse me, do you know who they're talking about on the TV? He glanced over at the screen I was pointing to, shrugged his shoulders, and went back to sweeping. Obsessively, I stared intensely at the screen, trying to capture the identity of this guy. When I was jolted back to the present moment, by a voice directed at me. Excuse me, miss, for eavesdropping, but I couldn't help but overhear your query. He said, looking around towards the voice, I saw this gentleman was enjoying his own breakfast. He seemed eager to inform me that the man on the TV was a politician named Terry Connor. That's Terry Connor. Eager to be brought up to speed, I asked him who Terry Connor was and why he was on the news. Nothing seems to stick to According that guy. to the stranger, Connor was a center-right politician who had recently resigned in disgrace after finding himself in the middle of a ruinous scandal. Rumor had it that he was aligned with some violent gangs, and he was supposedly using public money to fund gang members to intimidate, extort, and even influence many people. The trail was easy enough to follow. Many of his political opponents bowed out of elections or tempered their tone while talking about Connor. Other politicians who were not initially on board with his policy initiatives were suddenly ready to support all of his endeavors. Before I could quiz the stranger further about Terry Connor, he abruptly looked at his watch and informed me that he was running late for something. He took his food and drink with him and hurried out the door. Later on, I walked back to my car to run some errands before going home. As I sat in the driver's seat, my phone rang. I retrieved the device out of my pocket and looked to see who was calling me. It was Darren. Answering the phone, I placed it up to my ear. Hey Darren, what's up? I asked him casually. Where are you? His response was so gruff and quick that I was caught off guard. In a low growl, he desperately asked if I was almost home. Will you be back soon? What? I asked back, unsure of what was going on. Where are you? He reiterated his question, this time emphasizing how bad he wanted me. He told me that he had been been thinking about me all day day. and that he wanted to run his hands all over my body. And I've managed to work myself into a frenzy. Darren, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm nowhere near home, I confessed. Shit. Silence greeted me on the other end. It was as though I could hear his heart sinking into his stomach with disappointment. I was hoping we could He have complained done to me that together. he was so pent up with sexual energy. He had given up working today so he could jerk off in the bathroom. He made sure to tell me he didn't come, though, because he was saving it for me. Leah isn't an option for he me confided in me that sex with like Leah. This just wasn't the same anymore, and he often found it more pleasurable to masturbate thinking about me than to have sex with Leah. I don't think I can wait. Yeah, I asked. What exactly do you think about when you masturbate? Well... I heard him taking in a deep breath. It was like there were so many fantasies to choose from. He couldn't pick just one. 
I think about you in my kitchen, in those red heels that push up your ass when you leave. He described the a fantasy he had that involved him bending me over his kitchen table and taking me from behind while Leah was out at work or running errands. Oh yeah. He told me he couldn't take it anymore. He needed to touch himself. He needed to come. He was so pent up. I heard the sound of his zipper coming undone and his breathing hastened. Yeah, that's it. Jerk off to the sound of my voice. Oh, yeah. I told him in a sultry right. tone. Imagine pulling my hair as your cock thrusts in and out of my pussy. Oh, yeah. Does it feel good? Does it make you want to come? I asked him, even though I already knew the answer. He groaned, and I bit my lip. You get so rock hard thinking about cheating on your wife with me, don't you? That's right. Leah's out buying groceries, and you're at home fucking my brains out. Oh, fuck. I teased him. His moans got louder, and he whispered, Immediately after he said that, I heard the sound of the door opening in the background. Leah's voice called out. Darren stuttered and fumbled his words before ending the phone call abruptly. Next time on the Infidelity Diaries. It wasn't long before I had convinced myself that he was cheating on me. I planted my lips on the head of his dick and gave it a gentle kiss. He asked around until he could get some information, Mm -hmm. and he ended up getting some fairly juicy details. Fuck. I'm there. He declared desperately. Fuck. You've been listening to The Infidelity Diaries. Starring James McCoy as Darren, Richmond Keeling as Harrison, and Leonora Wolfe as Olivia. Written by Samantha Tang, Misty Texas, and Derek Andre. Sound engineering and production by The Elusive D. Soundtrack theme by The Elusive D. The Infidelity Diaries is a literally lovesick production. 2022. All rights reserved. stream or download an uninterrupted Infidelity Diary playlist now. Also, we tend to keep our Patreon members one episode ahead. If that wasn't enough, there are several hours worth of audiobooks and exclusive podcasts for you to enjoy for a price similar to a single ebook. Head over to our Patreon now. Links can be found in the description. We're now on Patreon. Our offer is fantastic. You'll get access to all our literary lovesick audiobooks for a price that is comparable to a single ebook. You can end your subscription at any time, and you'll still be able to keep your books. We also have more exclusive content and even the option to put your character in our books. Head over there now and get your first glimpse of the newest title in Season 2 of the Erotic Diary series, Transitions. Talking about ebooks, hot erotica to look out for.
It's Out in the Night by Elena Nix. Someone is watching Becca's house at night. Her only suspect is her solitary neighbor. He's abrasive and domineering, yet darkly compelling. Her life has been spinning out of control since he showed up with an orphan kitten at her door. She tried to keep her distance as mysterious warnings and increasingly erotic dreams keep her off balance. But he has no intention of letting her get away. Links are in the description. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Time for our spotlight on eroticists. Anna Loris won our star recommendation for her book, Blade's Fertile Virgin. Today she joins us for an exclusive interview. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Anna Loris. Hey there. Thanks so much for having me on All the Filthy Details. We rewarded your erotica title, Blade's Fertile Virgin, our star recommendation. However, judging by the number of titles you have in your catalog, you could have chosen any of them. What compelled you to submit that title? The reason I chose to submit Blade's Fertile Virgin for consideration is because it's the first in the series and it deals with a subject which some consider taboo. All the filthy details is open to reading and reviewing all kinds of sexy storylines and it seemed like Blade's Fertile Virgin might be a perfect fit. Blade's Fertile Virgin is the first book in your Milk and Honey series. What can we expect to see in this series for those who haven't read the books? Who do you think would adore this series? The Milk and Honey series has a progressive storyline that centers around Blade Davis's company and his community. Each sexy story carries with it a dark undercurrent that slowly rises to the surface as each virgin finds his or her mate or mates. I think readers who like stories with college-age girls who want to share their breast milk and have lots of babies with one or more lovers would enjoy the Milk and Honey series. There's a lot of sexual exploration uh, in these stories, so readers who like polyamorous storylines would enjoy this series. You appear to have another couple of erotica series that appear to be in another niche. What are the other series you have? What niche are they in? And are they still going? Yes, I do have other erotica series that have nothing to do with breastfeeding or virgins, although I do write a lot about virgins. One of my virgin series is Streaming Lovers that starts with Billionaire 42. The contemporary erotic romance series revolves around an online show called Pussy Pleasures, which brings billionaires and virgins together to have sex online for the first time. Each couple has obstacles they need to work through to end up with a happily ever after. The latest in the series is Billionaire 45, which was released earlier this year. There are many more stories planned in this series. Another series is The Horseless, and it's a contemporary suspense-filled erotic trilogy that is quite dark and shows some of the good and the bad in BDSM. I'm working on a story with one of the characters in this series for a spin-off, and I'm excited about where it's going. I hope to have it published sometime late next year. 
Then there's the Symphony Her series, which includes Ella's Triple Pleasure and Evangeline's Power Trio, which are contemporary reverse harem erotic stories with a bit of suspense. And there's more to those coming, but that we're looking at 2024 when the next book comes in that series. And then there are my paranormal erotic romance stories, One Night of Love and Curse to Love. If you love werewolves and vampires and are open to a new take on the mythology of the creatures and their sexual compatibility and mating uh, prospects, these stories might be your thing, kind of like they're my thing. I hope to have the next story titled Trails of Love out next year. I've got a couple new series planned for release in 2023 an erotic romance series with young women and their dad's best friends, and also an erotic paranormal series about angels, which is a spin-off of the Milk and Honey series, but there won't be any breastfeeding in it. Mm, sorry. One of the things that stood out about your title was your ability to tell a story while conveying to us your character's intentions. Was this a deliberate method to build anticipation? Yes, I try to be deliberate in every detail of the storyline. I work through the simple arcs of the story and then the more complex arcs that progress through each book in the series. As the story moves to completion, I hope that anticipation is built, the nature of the characters are developed with potential to grow and expand, while making sure each phase of the series hits the intended mark. When we look at your bio, it's inspiring. You're a wife and a mother who's taken what resources were at your fingertips one day and started a journey which led you into having your own popular brand of titles. Do you think your relatability is your strength? And do you wish more people, in general, would use the equipment around them to help push themselves on the road to trying to achieve something? Those are interesting questions. I think that when I get a chance to meet people, being a wife and mother is definitely a strength for relatability, but in writing, I think it's my imagination that is the real winner there, um, and it connects me to the characters and the people who read my stories. Um, I love writing fiction because I can take it anywhere I want. There are no limits. As for the people using tools around them to push themselves to achieving something, well, I think that everyone has God-given gifts and recognizing those gifts as their strengths is the first step in achieving a goal. Then the second step is taking those tools that we have available like I did with my son's computer one night and um, utilizing them to make that goal a reality. Uh, I wouldn't be here talking to you if my husband hadn't said, you know, why don't you use your degree and write something that you want to read. So that is um, that was a little push that I needed in, in order to uh, start writing. So we all have different strengths, and that's a good thing. If I'm not mistaken, your latest release was in last spring. Are you currently working on something? Yes, I actually had two releases this year. Um, Billionaire 45, 
from the Streaming Lover series and Brianna's Fertile Virgin from the Milk and Honey series. Um, I am working on a couple different stories and polishing them uh, for my editor uh, before I send it off to her. <laughs> um, but it's been a rough year for me. I was diagnosed with colon cancer in February of this year and had surgery in March and found out it spread. So I've been um, working on fighting it with uh, some chemo treatments. Um, my little PSA for this is if you're 45 or older and haven't been screened for colon cancer or know someone who is 45 or older and hasn't been screened for colon cancer, please get screened. Please talk about it to the person that you care about. It could save your, your life. It could save their life. And I want you to live. Can we get a preview of something you've been working on? Sure. Here's a little snippet of a title called Kiss Me that I plan to uh, release next year. I ran my fingers over his chest and shoulders to the back of his neck. I opened my mouth and his tongue touched mine. The charge that blew through me at that moment must have blown through him too because the gentleness he'd started with turned rough. He dove into my mouth and explored, danced and conquered more than just my lips. He conquered the rest of my heart and soul. He moaned and my back hit the cold mirror. He broke the kiss and the wildness and the depths of his eyes would have scared me if I hadn't wanted to see that side of him, the raw, needy side that always called to the deepest parts of my soul. Legs down, he ordered. I swung my legs down, my feet hit the floor, and then he was on his knees. My right leg hooked over his shoulder and his mouth covered my pussy. Oh my God! I gasped as his tongue glided along my slit and dipped into my hole. His head dropped back and he moaned, Fuck, you taste good. He dove back in and guided my hips forward and back as he laved over my clit, swirling and tapping then circled my center. Over and over he licked and stroked and teased my pussy. He glided around my clit, sucking and nuzzling and laving the small bud. I gripped the back of his neck as my body overheated and desire took me to places I'd only heard it could go. My pussy contracted and my legs trembled as an orgasm so strong that I had no choice but to ride it out and ride it I did. I bucked and humped his face as he slurped and dove his tongue into my juicy hole. He rose and straightened my legs, stretching me open, and then his cock was there, pushing inside me. Fuck, he shouted. Oh, fuck. He thrust and thrust as my pussy continued contracting from the insane orgasm he'd just given me. He thrust harder and harder, and then the wonderful feeling shifted to a mixture of contracting bliss then a stretching burn as he passed the barrier marking my virginity. Yes, he roared. He thrust, sending his cock toward the furthest parts of my channel. He thrust with more vigor, and the pleasure and pain of losing my V-card hit me all at once. Jenna, push down, he said, and open up the rest of your pussy to me. I'm almost all the way inside. 
Obeying him came naturally, and I dropped my hips, forcing my body to accept the pain of entry as he thrust upward. I'm all the way inside you, he shouted. Something about the joy in his voice filled me with my own pleasure. The pain took a backside to the thrill of his victory. A throbbing pulse entered my pussy. With each thrust of his hips, each stroke of his cock, bliss filled me. My pussy walls spasmed as they clamped down on his long rod. I trembled and gasped for air. He pumped and pumped and pumped his cock into me, spurting his cum deep inside me. He panted as he held me. I didn't... I hadn't planned to... God, you're magnificent. That was amazing, I whispered. Hmm, he mumbled. This means we're dating. Yeah? I asked. Yes, he said. We're going to take it slow. Tonight wasn't slow, but the rest of our dates will be. Okay, I said. I love you. I love you too, he said. I have for a long time. He took a step back and lowered my legs as his cock slipped limp from inside me. Go clean up and get dressed, he said. I grabbed my bikini and hurried out of the room of mirrors. I'm not a virgin anymore, I thought. I'm dating my dream man. I had sex with my dad's best friend, Brian Boyd. Do you read erotica? If so, which erotica authors do you think we should be keeping a keen eye out for? What do you look for in an erotica title? Oh my gosh, yes, I read erotica. I love it, which is why I write in the genre. Um, let's see, some authors to look out for. I'd say Lila Harvey, Gemma Weir, Penny Wilder, Joan Farinu, and uh, Grace Goodwin. Um, and when I'm searching for a new book to read, I often look for a subject instead of a title, which for me varies a lot. I'll read anything from fun and sexy witches, werewolves and aliens, to dark and brooding men and women who are looking for that special someone who completes them. I'll read super dark, horror, kinky, to sweet vanilla. Um, but what doesn't vary is my love for a younger woman who is with an older man. I love that. And um, I'll pick up a story about characters of similar ages in all pairings. Um, guy, guy, girl, girl, guy, guy, girl, you know, menage, polyamorous, you name it, I'll read it or have read it. How can we follow Anna Lores on social media? Thank you so much for asking. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Anna Lores. That's A-N-N-A-L-O-R-E-S. Um, on Instagram at Anna Laura's Author. On Facebook at Anna Laura's Author. And if you've ever got any questions, you can always contact me at Anna at AnnaLaurasAuthor.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> Are you ready for some book reviews? Let's see if we can introduce you to your new favorite author in filth 
the Erotic Book Review. Hello, erotica connoisseurs. I'm your host, Di, and this is Filth, the Erotic Book Review. For those unfamiliar with what we do here, we take three submitted erotica books and give you an audiobook-style sample before scrutinizing further. Then, with our guest reviewer's assistance, we endorse our favorite title for our recommendation. Okay, you've got the concept. Let's get started with our first title. Wearing You Down by Jordan Lebov. Del went in for the kiss, her hands cupping Alex's face, their lips meeting in a gentle touch. Alex had such soft lips, such a tender tongue, that Del could never kiss her firmly. There were always light, sensual, butterfly kisses where their lips danced together with barely any friction. She could feel Alex's soft hands at the back of her neck, then running down her back their breasts pressing together. Del's hand slid down her friend's neck, towards her chest, then down over the swell of her breast, obstructed only by a thin t-shirt. Alex had phenomenal little breasts, a perfect handful with small, dark nipples. For a second, Chris had slipped out of her head, the fact that he was there, watching, escaped her. Alex's hand was rubbing gentle circles on the small of her back, underneath her shirt, and Delilah was lost in the pleasantness of the light tickle. The sharp sting at the roots of her hair snapped her back. Chris's hand was in her hair, grabbing firmly, jerking her out of the kiss. She craned her neck to look up at him, She restrained a smug grin, delighted at the fact that he was joining in. His eyes were dark, full of lust and want, but his jaw was set in a firm way, as if he was angry. He towered, standing over her, and she felt her thighs clenching at this dynamic, looking up at him, his firm grip on her. I need your mouth, he growled pushing her down towards the floor with his grasp on her hair. She didn't struggle against his pull, letting herself be dragged to her knees in front of him, looking up at him, awaiting his direction. I don't know what you're fucking waiting for. Take out my dick and put your mouth on it. He seemed harsher than usual and Del wondered whether he was just more turned on, more desperate, after having watched her with Alex. Alex. Del wondered what her reaction was to this, whether it scared her or turned her on. She couldn't turn her head to look. Chris's hand was still unyielding in her hair as she took his shaft into her mouth. He let her move at her own pace at first, licking the head of his cock moving her lips up and down the length of him, swirling her tongue around him. Then he stepped closer, tipping her head back slightly with the pull of her hair and thrusting deep into her throat. She gagged, and he pulled back, taking a few shallow thrusts before shoving himself further back again. She kept her eyes on his while he fucked her mouth and noticed him glance sideways. She tried to shift her gaze to the right, 
getting the glimpse of Alex kneeling next to her on the floor, looking up towards Chris as well. Chris didn't let up, didn't pull away from her to give Alex a turn, continuing to drive into her mouth. Her eyes watered, both from how deep down her throat Chris was shoving his cock and from the way he pulled back on her hair. The roots tingled and stung, but simultaneously her pussy flowed. Her body enjoyed the abuse. She felt Alex leaning down tentatively, positioning herself below and between them, wedging her petite figure in. She steadied herself with a hand against Del's thighs, and then... Fuck! Chris was growling again as Alex licked and sucked his balls. His thrusts became faster and shallower, and then he was coming, without warning. His cum filled Dell's mouth as she tried to swallow it all. He pulled away, stepping back and releasing her hair. Alex moved in, licking the corner of Dell's mouth, kissing her harder than they've ever kissed before. She was certain her friend could taste Chris's cum on her lips and tongue. Alex stroked her hair tenderly, soothing the twinge of pain that had been there from the way that Chris had pulled it. She relaxed into her friend's touch. Stand up. Chris was at their side, tapping Alex on the shoulder. Their kiss disengaged and Alex stood up looking up to Chris with an expectant expression. His eyes were on Delilah, though. Eat her pussy, he commanded. She wanted to smile, but resisted. There was still some sort of irritated quality to his expression. Alex smiled down at her, and Delilah reached up to shimmy her yoga pants down her legs. She brought the panties down with them all the way to Alex's ankles, letting her step out of them. Her hands came up to her friend's thighs. Her pale skin contrasted against Alex's caramel. She stroked her tenderly, taking her time, unlike the right-down-to-it approach that Chris preferred. She leaned to kiss her thighs, licking a trail towards her glistening slit. Whether it was licking Chris's balls or kissing her while her mouth still tasted like his cum, something had gotten Alex turned on. This debut title is about a young man who has been chased aggressively by his friend's sister from when they were youngsters up until the present day when they are both adults. When they put their cards on the table about why all these advances have been shunned, an open conversation reveals the issue causing the lack of sexual capability. Now that's out in the open, they agree to try to make things work between them. Available on Kindle Unlimited. Perfect by Doran Silver. I think your cuck likes what he sees. Jackson's hot panting filled her ear. Hannah took a proud breath, feeling more in tune with her sexuality than she had ever felt before. Let's give him a show. Hannah let out sweetly. Each word cut every time Jackson's dick made its way to the back of Hannah's hole. Jackson once again laid Hannah gently on the bed, removing his member from her cunt's grasp. 
It sprung out of her opening, splashing her sexual wetness all over her belly. Turn around, slut. Get on all fours for me. Now. Jackson's voice boomed with direction, causing a quake to awaken deep within her pussy. It startled Hannah for a second, as she noticed that even Ryan flinched at Jackson's tone. Hannah turned around and positioned herself as commanded, submissive to Jackson's every suggestion, ready to please and to be pleased. Her tits hung, grazing the edges of the bundled comforter below her. Her nipples grazed the fabric. The sensation caused her to bite her lip hard as she waited for Jackson's next move. She found Jackson's panting hot as he used a finger to spread her wetness around her folds and down towards her swollen clit, opening her like the delicate flower she was. The second his finger once again rubbed against her clit, Hannah couldn't help but toss her head back, bending her spine so that her ass was propped higher for Jackson to see. Hannah opened her eyes to see Ryan in the shadows of the room, now with his cock out and one hand pumping as he watched Jackson fuck his loving wife. She was awestruck by the moment, because he looked unimaginably small just then. The hot, wet, sticky cock's invasive nudging between her loving thighs was ready to re-enter Hannah's depths. Hannah tried to blow a sweet kiss to Ryan, but in that instant, Jackson returned his cock to her soaking cunt. Letting Hannah know that Ryan was unnecessary to their newly found ritual. It caught Hannah off guard, and before she could deliver her message of love, she threw her hand back down to the bed in order to balance herself. Jackson's enormous hands grasped her hips as he began to pound her pussy. Each pump had strength, vigor, and intensity. Her ass bounced off his muscles as he attempted to find a home for every inch of his throbbing cock. His huge, full balls bounced off of her clit as he fucked. Hannah tried to match Jackson's rhythm finally tuning herself to his erotic dance. Groans and moans filled the room as each of them unleashed an animalistic prowess to their exhilarating deed. Fuck, your pussy feels amazing. Jackson cried into the air. Fuck me. Yes, fuck me harder. Hannah screamed. Fill me, please, goddamn. Fuck me with that gorgeous fucking cock. You like what you see, cuck? Jackson asked Ryan once more as he twisted a handful of Hannah's long hair, pulling her face up to meet Ryan's. Ryan stayed silent, nodding in agreeance. Good, cuck. Your wife is mine now, you know that, right? Every time you fuck her, she will wish it were me. Jackson was right. There was no way Ryan could ever fulfill her like Jackson was doing right this second. What if she couldn't get Jackson out of her mind? What if they wanted to do this again? 
The thoughts were quickly fucked out of her mind as Jackson continued to pound her with ease. He has awoken a deep-seated sexual devoir in Hannah that she knew she could never tame. She felt a pinch at the hood of her clit as Jackson reached around and began to rub Hannah, never slowing his rhythmic pummeling. The electricity that surged from her sex sent shockwaves around her body. Jackson rubbed harder, flicking and pinching at Hannah's throbbing clit. Her eyes slammed shut, hips bucked, feeling her pussy begin to clench tighter. Fuck, Jackson. Fuck. Her body shuddered as pleasure rippled from her core once more. Hannah came again, harder than the first, as she slammed herself back against Jackson's mass, trying to fill herself entirely with his cock. She wanted to claim him, just as much as he was taking her. Jackson, not to be stopped, returned his motion and fucked Hannah harder through her orgasm. She cried and moaned in orgasmic screams as Jackson fucked, prolonging her sensation. Fuck. Oh, God. Fuck. Come for me. I need you to fucking come for me. This time, Hannah was the one demanding as if it were the only thing that could fully satisfy her on this earth. She felt the hotness of Jackson's cum shoot deep into her cunt. She counted four huge spurts, filling her to the point of overflowing. He pulled her hips close, making sure Hannah's pussy received every drop of his abundant seed, and she made a point not to waste a single ounce. Her sex devoured his load as she fell forward onto the bed. Perfect is about a woman in a marriage with a man she believes to be sexually inferior to other men. After walking in on him watching a pornographic movie, the couple quickly embrace a path in which they could emulate the cuckold fantasy they witnessed on film. Available on Kindle Unlimited. A Hot Wife Wedding by Delana Rose just do it, please, I begged. All in good time. I need you to be ready for me. I am ready. Can't you smell how ready I am? I cried. Please, Rogue, please. Already, I'd reverted to his old nickname. He'd always been my Rogue. I'd just never expected him to be my Rake as well. Let me see. Moving down the bed, he lifted my hips until I was kneeling, legs spread for him. But instead of undressing or giving me his cock, I got more kisses and hands. While his tongue licked up and around my ass cheeks, his hands went to work, finger-fucking me in long, determined thrusts. More. Please, I want more. I cried, wanting his cock. Instead, I got more fingers until I swore he was pounding me with his whole hand. Wrong, please. Just fuck me. Are you telling me I've lost my touch? Rogan twisted until his fingers hit my clit and I collapsed down onto the mattress. 
No, no, no. But when he pulled as if to leave me, I grabbed his wrist. No, don't stop. No, you haven't lost your touch, but I, I want cock. You know I want cock. He didn't respond, but my second orgasm felt like a force of nature. Volcanoes didn't erupt with the same power as my pussy, exploding and contracting around his hand. But I wanted your cock, I whimpered, not even having the energy to roll over. That's your punishment for not waiting a minute to sort things out, Rogan said, slapping my ass. You couldn't wait a minute before running to my best friend. You can't talk to her, I heard Brent say from the other side of the room. At least he hadn't left me yet. I can talk to my woman any way I want, Rogan snapped, lying on top of me. I could feel his erection press at my cheeks, even through his clothes. And when my tongue and fingers are coated with your cum, you are my woman, aren't you? I didn't know how to respond. He partially rolled to the side until his hand could find my bare ass. Aren't you? Brent, I called out, needing his permission. Don't talk to him. He gave up all rights when I ate you out. I'm his wife. I know, Rogan hissed. I was there. I love Brent. I know. I heard your vows. With a groan, he rolled off the bed and pulled me onto my back. After two earth-shattering orgasms, my body only responded to his force. But if you want my cock, you have to face the truth. Which is, when we are like this, you are my woman. I heard the undoing of his zipper and the rustle of fabric as his clothes fell to the floor. I would have offered to help, but I couldn't see and not one part of my body had the energy to move. Here, see if you remember what to do. I smelt his cockhead before he brushed it across my lips. Even though I licked them ready to party, I held them together. Wanting to punish Rogan for denying me his cock for this long. Babe, if you don't want it, I'll find a bridesmaid who will. I grabbed him with both hands when he tried to take his cock away. It wasn't cheating if I couldn't see my husband. It couldn't be cheating if my husband invited Rogan here. And then I realized what Rogan had done. He'd tongue-fucked me, then finger-fucked me. He'd been the one doing the fucking, ensuring Brent had every chance to change his mind before I became an active participant. Suddenly, my heart swelled for this man, and after a quick fisting, I couldn't wait to suck him. With a burst of energy and love, my head bobbed up and down his shaft, feeling him twitch and hearing his groans as his cock hit the back of my throat. He tasted different to Brent, felt different to Brent. That's enough, Rogan spluttered, pushing my head away. 
What? I cried, sure he'd been about to come. You've been punished. Now I want my reward. Without notice, he yanked me into the middle of the bed, spread my legs, and then did something I'd never expected. Rogan made love to me. As his cock slid between my legs, he made love to me. He caressed each breast and kissed me in time with the gentle rocking of his hips. I can't, I moaned, twisting my fingers in his hair, not letting him go. I couldn't do this and then return to my husband as the same woman he married. I couldn't let Rogan make love to me and return to my old life. But letting him go was impossible. As his kisses and hands and cock built to a crescendo, I felt my body stir again. No, I couldn't come a third time. But I did. My pussy was full of her favorite meal, and when spasms overtook me and I screamed out, my pussy clenched around Rogan's cock until he furiously pounded me with his own relief. Spent, he collapsed into my arms, still kissing me as if I was his favorite meal. Only then did he remove my blindfold. When my eyes recovered, I looked to the farthest part of the room. Leaning against the doorframe to the private garden stood Brent, still fully clothed, his cock rigid in his pants, still watching and smiling. So how do I thank you for my wedding gift? I asked, pretending for a moment I wasn't still wrapped around my lover, my bull. Delana introduces us to a cast of complicated characters in this book. After our female protagonist is married to her soulmate, he arranges an unusual wedding gift for her, the body of his best man, who was the short-lived sexual fling that always haunted her. After being blindfolded and reassured of the roles of engagement, she takes the plunge into embracing this new, unsuspecting role of being a hot wife. Available on Kindle Unlimited. Our last star recommendation winning author and guest for this episode, Anna Lorez, read these titles. Let's hear what she thought. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to read and review these three stories. The first story I read was titled Perfect, a cuckold couple story by Doreen Silver. It's about Ryan and Hannah, a married couple who want to spice up their sex life. He wants to watch his wife with another man and she wants him to watch her with another man. It's fun and interesting and has a couple sexy scenes, but I struggled to understand the characters' reactions and never got fully invested in what happens not even after Jackson enters their world. The second story was Wearing You Down by Jordan LaBeouf. It was a fun, sexy read that is more of an enemies to lover story than I expected. The main character, Delilah, is a snarky woman with a career who has always crushed on her brother's best friend, Chris. Now, I love a dominant man and the protagonist, Chris, is one sexy dominant. He ended up being my favorite character of all three stories. A quick note to those of you who've read it or will read this story. I will never think of green tea in the same way ever again. If you're like me, send me a note on Twitter and let me hear what you think. 
A few things I do wish had happened in this story. I wish there had been some foreshadowing of Alex and a few more transitions, but overall, I really enjoyed it. The last story, A Hot Wife Wedding, Sometimes the Best Man is the Best Man by Delano Rose, was, a well, was well written with the right amount of sex and character development for a great story. Peyton and Brent are getting married, but Peyton still loves Rogan, the groom's best man. Brent has a surprise for Peyton, and it's exactly what you think it is. In this story, I know it, I knew what was going to happen within the first paragraph, and it eventually went there. Oh yes, it definitely went there. I think the wine barrel scene was fun, and the author did a great job showing the love and acceptance for a non-traditional relationship between the husband and wife and her lover. A Hot White Wedding was my favorite of the three stories, and I hope those of you that read it enjoy it just as much as I did. Can I also get a quick breakdown from Kat before I deliver my verdict? Let's keep this dead simple. Wearing You Down was the first book I read, and subsequently, the best. One of her main characters felt like me, sexually aggressive, but willing to bend to submit to the right guy. When she introduced her friend to the fun, the main thing I was thinking was we had to talk to this author. People, grab yourself a copy, lock the door, and throw a towel on the bed. This is super hot, and someone needs to answer for it. Trust me, my notes on this book are just one jumbled mess, just like I was. The next book was perfect. Maybe it should have been called nearly perfect? The basic plot is the unsatisfied wife turns her husband into a cuck while she enjoys some real manly bull dick. Now, the whole cuck thing isn't a fantasy for me, but it felt underwritten plot-wise. The sex was hot, but I don't think the cuckold plot added anything special to the story. It seemed like a passive afterthought you could forget was part of the story's main narrative. I've had sex with another person in the presence of my partner in a non-cuck setting, and I felt this book didn't attempt to capture the complex looks and feelings that happen as our final book did. This brings us on to A Hot Wife Wedding, another brilliant book which attempted to deliver the hot sex and baggage that comes with bringing in another partner. I loved the idea of the husband in this story being so secure that he offers his wife another man she has a history with as a wedding present. The concept is so overwhelming, it throws her into a sense of insecurity. The guys fought, but the sex was super hot. Scores time. Wearing You Down by Jordan Labov is a 4.2 out of 5. I believe great characters make for excellent writing. I believe it's safe to say this book has some of the most well-rounded I've seen in erotica lately. How the characters bounce off each other is done fantastically. One of the things I also appreciated was the fact, although we were dealing with sexually experienced lovers, care and attention were taken into consideration to introduce something new, i.e. anal training started with a little finger and worked up to training toys, etc. Great read. 
Perfect by Doran Silver is a 3.8 out of 5. It's a hot, sexy, short read which delivers all the erotica basics. Unfortunately, in this field, comparing this book to others that give us compelling stories with twists, complex characters, and surprises, I feel like the title doesn't stand up so well. Technically, I suspect many people who enjoy the cuckold genre and just want to get to the good stuff would appreciate the no-fluff, no-chapters approach. However, this book is only slightly cheaper than the other titles that are going to give you more than double the quantity and story for a few more coins. A Hot Wife Wedding by Delana Rose is 4.3 out of 5. Give me drama, resentment, and a happy ever after at the start of the book, then confuse it with drama in a way only erotica can. Look, it sounds messy, but I'm here for it all and hooked to the action on these pages. The premise of the hot wife genre is something we as a team have read in abundance. But this author is looking progressively in ways she could get you to think of the trap balls and consequences involved in the lifestyle. Here, at points, the book balances selfless, salacious erotica with the headstrong grit of jealousy between possessive lovers. A fantastic read you've got to pick up. So, just to clarify, A Hot Wife Wedding by Delana Rose is our star recommendation. However, we'd also like to award Jordan Labov our One to Watch Award for an impressive debut. I think you can't go wrong with any of these books. But A Hot Wife Wedding is a little like the gift that keeps giving. Although it's a fictional story, you can't help but see these characters come to life in the way they have to tackle all the emotions and issues that come through the lifestyle. It also makes you question how much you would sacrifice to make your lover sexually fulfilled. Just a quick note on the One to Watch Award. The team have read some great debuts by some talented authors. Tidy Girl by Paragonis Vaunt, Lockdown Lust by A.N. On a Top, and Lockdown and Dirty by Guy White, to name a few. All of these people have gone on to write consistently good books, which have been well-received by their readers. I suggest people look out for this author, but not hesitate to pick up the title. If this is the promise of what's to come, you don't want to miss a page. Thank you to all the authors who have submitted books for review, and you listeners who intend to read them. As per usual, all links can be found in the description. For more uncensored scrutiny of these books, join us for our secret podcast for Patreons only. Shh, extra filth. See you soon. Stay naughty. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Marvelous as ever. Fantastic work. We're reaching out to erotica authors who want to be a part of our new anthology series. Working title, Rumors. It's about budding pop stars looking to embrace an exciting new genre of music, slut pop. More of that can be discovered in our newsletter. We need to speak about our Patreon offer. Thank you to all who have supported us. I think it's fair to say we provide unbeatable value for money. Join us on our extra secret podcast, Shh, Extra Filth, and several audiobooks for a fraction of audio subscription with major suppliers. Erotica connoisseurs only. Here's a preview. Headphones are recommended.
Hello, erotica connoisseurs. That's sticking now. Did you miss me? Well, did you? Anyway, I'm back after the book rant episode. Bitch, what did you expect me to do? How about I fuck off and you do the show solo? Kat loved it, while other anyway, reviewers like B, Madeline, you and Derek raised more critical reviews. A few of them thought the book was overwritten in regards to the sex scenes and didn't have a strong enough plot to be considered a peer of the other books. What it did have was easy-to-recommend vanilla style with non-dubious sex. There wasn't a website, and for an author with so many titles, the book covers were fucking trash. Just being honest. With such a diverse, sex-driven cast, you can't help but think of how a more satisfying conclusion could have closed the show. Branding-wise, the book cover is a 5 out of 5. No link to the author's website in our manuscript, but we checked it out and the look is clean, functional, and works well. Creepy ass shit. I know it's hardly a success, but Hope is still riding on the waves of the exposure this sort of content has given her. Angelina stated as she put her phone away. She's a trending topic in UK pop right now, meaning more people are talking about Hope than you. I sighed. I'm in the studio right now, working on new content. And that's great, that's great, but Hope shouldn't be your competition. I was about to say something, but Angelina stopped me with a pronounced raised hand gesture, which threw me off. You're a great singer, Holly, and so is Hope. Two great singers on the same label, as X8 to be precise, will be groundbreaking for us. And whatever is good for the goose is good for the gander. I was too stunned to speak. Angelina wanted to sign Hope to Essex 8 Entertainment. Did they want to promote another artist to take my spot on the back of my success? No fucking way. We've been thinking about this for a while, Holly. We were waiting for the pandemic to subside before proceeding to make an offer. I had to leave an impression on him. He sucked on my nipples and my neck as I rode him. Hard and fast. Then I stood up abruptly, flipping around so he faced my back. He lifted his butt off the chair and pushed himself deeper into me, squeezing my breasts as he pumped. Oh, fuck, your pussy. Oh, this is wonderful. He panted as he pushed harder, generating an audible clap. Much better than hopes? You're listening to Shh. Sexual profiling interview time with Celia McKinley. I feel like I should ask questions. I've rarely said anything all episode. Hi, Celia. Hi there, and thank you so much for having me. Your partner has got in trouble with a dangerous mobster who seems to be fond of you. He wants to see you have sex with your partner in exchange for not killing your partner. Do you A- have sex in front of the mobster in the same room, live, B, stream the sex via a video link, but multiple people could watch it, C, partner dies. You're listening to all the filthy details. (laughs) Thanks again, sexy people. Talk to you on Patreon. And if not, I'll see you next month.